just for my notes, but I don't think I'm going to need them. The tradition in which I was raised, we've been taught from the beginning to be ready to preach, pray, or die on a moment's notice. Preach, pray, die on a moment's notice. And if you're a singer, sing. I was raised in church, but it didn't help me much. The only message I remember was something about bugs turn into cocoons and they make butterflies. That's the only message I remember. And you can tell that wasn't much to remember. I I'm, became a musician uh, early. And, uh, and I remember the old songs we, we still, we sang the old songs in church. I love the new stuff. I love the old stuff. I love the stuff that's still in the hearts of some and hasn't even been done yet. If the Holy Spirit is the author of it, I'm down. I'm done. You know what I mean? How great thou art, get it on. Or, you know, whatever it is, if it's anointed, I want it. If it's not anointed, I don't, it doesn't feed me. I, I love the people and I tolerate it, but it doesn't. I'm hungry. I'm hungry. I'm hungry. I'm always, I'm always hungry for more of God. I don't know if that's the way you are, but that's the way I live my life. I said, God, you know, here I am. I'm turning. My clock's ticking. I'm 72. Lord, whatever hours I got left, let it be for you. Let it be for your glory. Who can I love today? Who can I reach out today? What can I give today? Who can I take food to? Who can I help? Who can I cook for? I try to stay like when I was in high school. We had this stupid saying. We did a lot of stupid things in high school. But one of the things that we used to say, I grew up in a high school where there were a lot of black people. And, and, uh, and we used to, you know, I learned some things from them. And one of the things is how to walk. You know, you, you kind of do it like that. And they say, somebody say to you, are you ready? You say, ready. I'm like them batteries. I'm ever ready, you know. And they, you know, you say, have you got them? Got a match. I ain't had a match since Superman died, man, you know. And I thought I was pretty cool for a while. I mean, I, I, you know, I did some things and I was in the band and music and all that. And I had a sickness in my throat and, and they told me not to talk for a long period of time. Don't sing for a long period of time. But I learned when I tried to sing, I could sound just like Ray Charles. That's what I thought. And there was a few that went along with it. And so I've been, but all along I've been searching for the real thing. And, and I found lots of things, but I never found that thing that fills the hole. You know what I'm talking about? I never found that thing that fills the hole. I knew it was out there. In the churches, I remember singing, and he walks with me, and he talks with me, and he tells me I'm his own. That's so beautiful. That's a beautiful thought. But I didn't have a clue it was real. I didn't have any idea. 
I was lost and undone, and, and that's about all you need to know. If you can think of it and it's wrong, I probably was doing it. I look good on the outside. I've got a college degree and two-thirds of a master's. And I was a band director for a while. And then I went to work in schools, helping them in programs to raise money. Most of my adult life, I've, I've been an entrepreneur. And everybody thought maybe that it was okay, but inside it wasn't. There's just something wrong about not being right. You know what I'm saying? There's something so wrong. When your heart's not right, nothing can fill it. Alcohol, drugs, women, whatever it is, nothing fills it. It does for a moment, but it's a temporary flush, and then you're empty again. And April 1st, 1983 was Good Friday. It was also April Fool's Day. And my wife, I was away on business meetings. And when I got back, my, my wife said, honey, I, 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 heard, I, heard about, I heard about some meetings that are coming up in Otwell, Indiana. And Otwell, Indiana, don't get your map out because it won't be on it. It's like, and this was on the suburbs of Otwell. I mean, we're out way in the country on a gravel road. And she said, honey, there's a guy preaching, and I think, he'd, I think he'd really like him from what I've heard, you know. And my immediate response, no, I'm too busy, I'm too busy, you know. And, and then I thought I just had this thing that I wasn't used to hearing. It's like, what are you saying? She didn't ask for much. See, something had been happening to my wife. And I couldn't understand it. And then when I did understand it, I resented it. She ran with me. She did what I did. But now something's happened. Something's changed. She's sweeter. She's kinder. She's more submissive. She's, she's I don't know how to explain it. She's just different. And I realized it happened especially when she went with this group of girls, you know, young ladies, and they were with this old lady, and they came back, and she just had this glow on her face. Now, you're thinking I'm making this up, but I'm not making this up. I was an old drunk and a doper and other things, but, but I, this was real. She had a glow, you know. I never saw it. I saw it in the Catholic Church when they had Mary, you know, and they had the thing. But I didn't know what it was. And I told my drinking buddies, come on, I want you to see my wife. She's got a moony glow. They're going, what? I said, I'm telling you. I didn't. Now I know, Shekinah. But in those days, moony was all I know. So the old, old people are laughing. The young people are going, oh, what's Mooney? That's people who are brainwashed and sold flowers in the airports. You know, hey, dude, you know, that kind of thing. So I bring my drinking buddies home. I say, you see it? They go, no. I say, what the heck? You, you don't see that? No, they, they didn't see it. All I knew, she was different. Somebody, the lady I married was awesome, but now this lady, I think she's holy or something. I mean, she just loves me no matter what. So she invites me to this meeting. So I say, okay, so I go, you know, and... I'm a business person. I hate to be late. And it looked like we were going to be late. Man, I'm pushing hard to get, get there. We get to meeting at 1 till 7. We're not late, but I mean, that's legalism. I wanted to be there long before that. When we got there, we got there. It was a little tiny church. It had an aisle like this. And maybe it was a little, it was a little more than like this, these two sections right here, but not much more. 
And it was full. It was full. It was a community service where these three, two or three or four little churches out in the country got together and they're celebrating Easter. This is Good Friday and they'd fill up this church. I don't know if it had ever been full before, but it's full now. When we get in, there's no place for us. And so and there's some people sitting right here. And they get up because they hear somebody's come. They get up. I don't know where they went. They must have stood. And when they came up, they put my wife right here. They put me right there on the aisle, front row aisle. The back seats were already full. Everything was full. The only place is front row aisle. Something's happening. There's something different. I can't explain it. It's just something they have this one beautiful black man, great big guy with a voice like an angel. And he's singing this special song. And I'm sitting in the front row, so he thinks I'm a believer. And he gets right down in my face. And he's singing this song, the day he wore my crown, you know. He took all the pain. He took all the shame the way he gave his life for me. I don't remember the words, but he's right down in my face. He thinks he's encouraging me. He's not encouraging me at all. I'm so uncomfortable. I feel like I'm too close to God all of a sudden. The preacher comes and he's a man's man. You know, he's a football player. He's, you know, he's just, you know, and he's real outward and he's, everybody loves him. Wherever you're around, he's like, people draw like flies, you know, he's so awesome. And, and so he preaches the best message I ever heard in my life. Now remember, this is a community service, okay? He preaches the best. He speaks the best message I ever heard. He preaches on hypocrites in the church. I don't know that they ever ask him back. I mean, I didn't amen him, okay? I know you're quiet in church, but I was thinking about it. I'm telling you, you tell them. That's the trouble with this whole world, them stinking hypocrites, you know. <laughs> well, I'd be a saint for what hypocrites. I had a man one time, I went to a concrete company. We're building, we're working on the church, and I'm ordering concrete. And the guy said, I said, you know, you ought to come be with us. He said, oh, man. He said, if I walked in that door, the church, the church would fall in, roof fall in on me. I said, brother, God loves you, but not enough to tear up his house. I said, well, won't you come be with us? He said, oh, he said, I, I, I just, don't you just hate it when people sing the same old song over and over and over and over and over again. Now, see, we do that. Do you, we like you do, you know. Don't you hate that? I, he said, don't you hate that? I said, yeah, people hate that, don't they? Yeah, I didn't say anything. I just, I didn't really tell him. I didn't lie, but I didn't openly confess it that we do that. Worship is like that. I'm, I never get enough. It's torture to go Baskin Robbins and they say, would you like to have a little taste? They give you a little taste and you get to your mouth going, mm, I want to know how much is a gallon. That's the way I am. That's the way I was when a drunk, I get a taste of something. Whoa, can you get this in a case? What if you buy five at a time? Do you take a credit card? I mean, that's the way I am. I'm compulsive. I've always been compulsive. I'm still compulsive. But my compulsiveness has changed a whole new direction. You understand what I'm saying? So this preacher, he gets finished with the message. And I didn't say amen or anything, but I'm thinking, I hope they were listening. And then he says something that changed everything. He 
she said, I don't know how many of you are going to understand this, but I've got a second message to preach. Now, I don't know much about church, but I know it's an hour. And I look at my watch, and we've been there like an hour and five minutes. I figure we're into overtime. <clears throat> and he talks five minutes why he doesn't want to preach the second message. Now it's 10 after. And he begins to preach Good Friday, what it was really like. Oh, God. Why did they call it Good Friday? You see... My wife and I, we weren't hippies. I wanted to let my hair grow and rebel, but my dad said no, so I didn't. But we, when we got married, <coughs> I went in when our first child was born. I was a school teacher. All the other teachers said, the men guys, don't go in there, man. You'll, you'll, don't go in there. I'm telling you, you'll pass out, you'll puke. Don't go in there, you know. And I went in there. I was a free thinker kind of. And I'm hearing this message and... Things are going on inside of me. Things that have never gone on inside of me. And all of a sudden, I'm, I'm all broken up. Then he says something. He said, some of you have made promises you haven't kept. Oh, I mean, oh, my God. At my wedding, I said. By that time, I'd already been married gazillions of years. But I remember what I said at my wedding because it was a lie and I hadn't kept it. And it was a lie that wouldn't go away. We, we didn't write our whole vows, but we wrote a little piece. They let us do a little piece. And I said, and, and, I said, and, and if God grants us children, I pray that I'll be the father to my children that my father was to me. Now I've got children and I'm not the father. My father was to me. And, and it's becoming really alive right there in that chair. Finally, I'm, I'm seated down there. It's in a pew, and I feel, I feel something in my back. It's like, it's like a finger, like a knuckle. It didn't hurt. It was a gentle pressure trying to get me up. And I took it the wrong way. I turned around to the guy in the back. He's going to leave me alone. And he had his head down in prayer. And I'm thinking, man, he's fast. <laughs> and it happened again. And now I'm saying, leave me alone. I turn around. And he's still praying. He's not doing anything. You would think you'd begin to realize something supernatural has happened. But not me. It happened the third time. And now I turn around. I'm saying, leave me alone. I know I need to go. He's just praying. I didn't realize I'm not the sharpest pencil in the pack. I didn't realize until after I was already saved and out of the church and on the way home that where I was being touched was, the, was below the back of the pew. Who can reach through a pew and touch a sinner man? How many know the answer to that? Okay, good. There's a few of you. The rest of you, Lord, help them. <laughs> finally, 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 I'm, I'm trying to get up and I can't. And they say, you're making excuses. No, I mean, I can't. I can't make my body do it. I know I got to. I need to. I want to. I'm so ready. Inside of me, there's this terrible fear. 
Because I've started gazillions of things and I've finished almost nothing. As an alcoholic, oh man, that's your life. I'll be there. I'll help you paint. I'll be there. What time you start? And you say seven and I'm there at 930 and I've already been drinking. And everybody goes, that's just Mike. That's the way he is, you know. Come for Thanksgiving and same way. Come for whatever. Everybody just begins to write you off and say, that's just the way he is. I've started all kind of things, made all kind of promises. This is different. I don't want to get up and make some promise before him and not be able to keep it finally. Somehow, somehow finally I found, I found my legs and I got up and, the, and, the, and the, the altar was like this close. I believe Jesus saved me when I got up on my feet. I got to the altar. The guy, the evangelist, later went home and told his church. He said, "Yeah, there was this guy in Indiana, and he got up and he was praying. He was snotting all over the pulpit, all over the altar, and everything." See, I was always, I was always a he man. I was a, I was a huge, I was a powerful, hundred twenty pound man. You know, you know, dynamite comes in small packages. You know what I'm saying? And now I'm just broken. I'm just, I'm, I'm just jellyfied. I'm just, I'm broken. I don't mean hurting. I don't I mean I'm sorry. I mean I'm broken. I mean I'm undone. It's like I'm, I'm, it's like I'm going to just run away. I, there's, there's nothing left. And, and, and they begin to pray for me. And God, God begins to come in me. I, listen to how I prayed. This is going to blow your mind. I didn't have a background in the real church. Here's how I prayed. I said, God, God, I'm so sorry for everything. I'm so sorry. I said, I can't believe I can ever be straightened up and can't believe it'll ever be right. But I said, God, will you, will you, I believe you can forgive my sin. I believe you can give me a new life. I believe you can give me a new heart. And I said, God, if there's ever anything you want me to do, speak to me in a way that I can understand. And then give me the strength to do it. And by the strength you give me, I'll do it. Could you follow all of that? Where did a sinner man coming up with a prayer like that? I didn't have any idea what I was doing. I didn't have any idea that those old songs were true. He does walk with you. He does talk with you. He does tell you you're his own. All of those things are true. I didn't have a clue. And God, while I'm there at the altar... I'm just, I'm giving my life to him. And I realize it's like I'm being, it's like I'm being, I don't know how to say it, washed under Niagara. I don't know. I get to my feet and I'm still snotty and drippy, but I'm a new man. I got a new heart. I know I do. And they said whatever they said and counseled me whatever they said. I don't, I don't remember. I just remember feeling brand new, knowing I'm brand new. We got out to the van. We got in the van when I start to move the, the beer sloshing in the van. Because there's, I never go anything without something to smoke, something to drink, something to... And I'm, here I am, a born-again believer driving out of the church lot in the van sloshing because it's a gravel parking lot. 
and I'm going down the highway. Now, all of a sudden, I'm, 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 sometimes I'm so high in heavenly places, and other time I'm scared to death, scared to death, and then, then I'm back high in heavenly places, and then I'm scared to death, scared to death. I, I told my wife, I said, honey, I think maybe maybe the Lord can help me to be a good a good Christian. I believe he believe he will, but I said I just don't know if I can be a good Methodist. <laughs> That's where she was going to this church. That's where there was this lady that walked with God. She brought this group of young girls with her, and that's where the that's where that's the spout where the glory was coming out for her. But I, I'm thinking, I don't know why I picked on the Methodist, but that's what I did. Listen to me. Listen to what happened next. I'm driving my van, sloshing in between us. My wife says, honey, you just pray about what we're to do. And if the Lord tells you that we're to go, I'll go with you. Are you getting this? She's got a relationship with God. She's got a relationship with a godly woman. She's got a godly relationship with other godly young mothers. And she's willing to leave all of that. If, if I pray and believe the Lord told me that we're to leave, she's ready to leave. She would do that. Oh, my God. It's greater than I thought. This thing that you're doing in her. Well, the first thing the Lord put on my heart to do was write her brother-in-law a letter of testimony. And uh, your brother, I'm sorry, he was my brother-in-law. And I'm telling him about the snotting and everything. I'm telling him about the back thing. I'm telling him about you made promises you haven't kept. And I just feel like a wuss. Because here I am, supposedly a man's man in a tiny package. Not so tiny anymore. And here I am just opening my heart. And I'm telling he's a state trooper. He, he can fly airplanes. He can scuba dive. He's, he's worked under cover and dried marijuana in the laundromats. And, I mean, he can break your bones. He can do everything. And here I am. I'm just, I'm just pouring my heart out to him. And I lick this stamp and, and, and send this thing. And I'm saying, oh, God, I, I'm doing it because you're telling me. But. Oh, God, oh, God, oh, God. I didn't hear anything for 10 years. 10 years. Didn't hear anything good or bad. We're walking out of a restaurant, and it's my wife's, uh, uh, her mother's birthday, and some of the family's having cocktails and stuff. And See, Jesus took me off alcohol, tobacco, marijuana, and changed my speech in seven days. I've got a friend that said that is a counselor in one of the larger churches in America. Number four, number five, whatever they are, those things change. But I was with him on a trip to Israel, and I'm telling him my testimony. He looks at me and says, Mike, that's impossible. I said, I'm not lying. He said, I know you're not lying, but I'm telling you that's not possible. I smoke since 15 and a half. I'm 33. By then, I'm a pipe smoker. The Holy Spirit tells me I'm not to smoke. My, not to smoke any. Well, first, he told me not to drink. See, I was confused by that because the first scripture I read, this is the truth. Very first scripture I read, Jesus turned water into wine. I'm going, I figure I'm good. And then, I, then the Lord shows me 
If you keep doing that, nobody's going to believe you. Your testimony's not going to be worth anything. If that guy that's always been the heavy drinker is still drinking. So I just, I'm, I'm so sorry. God, it made my heart so tender. And it's kept that way somehow. I wouldn't cry for anything. And now when the Holy Spirit works, I just cry and weep and snot and everything. Still that way. It hasn't changed since 1983. I have to sometimes tell people, if the Lord's really working, my eyes just begin to weep. I tell them I'm not an emotional basket case. Inside, I'm solid. I'm stable. I'm just telling you. It's like the canary in the coal mine for me. When the Holy Spirit's there, I just I can't help it. Where was I? I wasn't listening. Huh? Oh, yeah. So we walk out of the restaurant. And I'm sitting there, and everybody's having their cocktails and their brewskis and all that stuff. And I'm just sitting there like a brown shoe at the prom. You know what I mean? I just do not fit. And I'm praying, Lord, please give me, give me a chance to say one word for you, Lord. Give me, give me, see, because that's been in me. To tell it, to share it, to give God the glory. That's, it burns in me. Still does. It's right now. And there was no chance. And God's made me a servant. I love it. Nobody fights you for your position when you're the servant. When you're the lowest of all, nobody says, scoot over, I want under you. <laughs> Doesn't happen. I believe that God, Jesus meant it with the foot washing thing. You ever hear about that? Washes their feet. And he said, you know, do you know the person that washes your feet in those days was the lowest of all the slaves? The slaves of the household, they sent the, they sent the lowest rung slave to be the foot washer. And here Jesus is taking off his garments. And Peter said, dude, you're not washing my feet. He said, if I don't wash your feet, you have no part of me. Okay, then my head, everything. He said, no, your feet will be enough. He's a servant. He called us to be servants, to give it away. When you're a servant, how many plans do you have that can't be changed? Every plan you've got is contingent on the Holy Ghost. Every plan, every purpose, it's all in Him. Outside of Him, there's not anything worth having. I am convinced. So we go to, we're going, I know she said, Uncle Jim, she helps me stay on track, and that's not easy. I'm glad he didn't say take all you want because the record's somewhere around three hours. Relax. So, I, so there's nothing to do, but I get down and I hold the door. It's a big old heavy door, you know, like. And I'm holding the door and everybody goes through and all the little old ladies go out and they walk down. It's a steep walk down to the parking lot. I'm standing here. The last guy here comes Jim. Here comes Jim and I hold the door for him. Jim's got legs that come up to about here on me. And we walks out and as he walks out, Jim's, Jim's walking like this. And I'm right behind him. Now even the little old ladies have gone around the corner. Now it's just he and I in the parking lot. And when it's just he and I, he turns around in my face. He said, I've been watching you for 10 years. Who knows? You may be the one to lead us all to Jesus. You see, I've come to learn that every obedience is eternal. You say, well, some of them I obeyed and it didn't work out. Is that your job? 
Our job is to obey, to respond. Let God have his way. Do what he puts in your heart to do. If you look foolish, suck it up, buttercup. It's in his, it's his plan. It's his purpose. It's his kingdom. Ten years, and I find out that he's been watching and analyzing all this time. See, what if there had still been the brewski? What if there'd still been the alcohol? What if there'd still been the marijuana? What if I still had the potty mouth? He would have, he would have turned away from all of that. By the way, he gave his life to Christ just before he died. <laughs> and his wife and his only son. See, when God obey, when you obey God, it's, it's eternal. You say, well, I don't know. It didn't work out. It didn't take it the right way. They didn't say praise the Lord. They didn't get saved right away. They didn't get healed right away. That's in God's hands. Our hands are to do this, okay? And I'm, on, this is, I'm a simple guy. When the Bible says, if any man would follow me, he must deny himself, take up his cross and follow me. For whoever seeks to save his life is going to lose it. But whoever's willing to lose his life, that's the one that's going to find it. The cross of Christ is real simple. To me, it's simple. I'm a simple man. The upright in the cross is the will and purposes of God. Whenever God reaches down and gives us a, gives us a part of his plan, gives us a part of his purpose, you just got word from God. But you haven't done anything yet, and you won't. Until you get over this. This is what I want. This is how I like. This is the way I roll. God, I hear what you're saying, but I got a thought too. What are you going to do at the crux of the cross? What do you do when God's plan is perfect and your will is very clear too? What do you do? Well, it depends on whether you follow Jesus or not. Because if you follow him, you got you to say, Lord, that ain't what I want. That ain't what I like. But I'm here to serve you, and whatever you say, I'm going to do. Wherever you lead me, I'm going to follow. Oh, yeah, that old self likes to run with the world, but you've got to deny yourself. You've got to take up your cross, and you've got to follow. I'm going to tell you a story about my wife. This is a story of her failure. If you stay with me 20 years, this is the only failure story of my wife I will ever tell you. I don't know. I'd have to make another one up. This is by her own words. Before she got, but when she got saved, this little group of girls that were stealing my wife away, I thought. One of them got the stomach flu, and they got word, this girl's got, this girl's got the stomach flu. Now, I don't know about you, but stomach flu, I don't want anything to eat. I don't want anything to drink. Don't touch me. And the Lord's praying, she's praying for her friend, Jenny, and the Lord, she believes the Lord told her, boom. Take her spaghetti. She's going, that's crazy. She's at that crux of the cross. God says, take her spaghetti. She said, that's crazy. Anybody with an ounce of common sense knows spaghetti and meatballs is not good when you're throwing up. <laughs> but she's at the cross. She hadn't done anything or not done anything. She's just here at the crux. The crux of the cross is the most miserable place for any Christian. If you got anything in your life God wants you to do, you know it, and you're here and you ain't done it. Oh, God, get off of that. He's always right. You and I never are. Go with what he wants. So here she's at the crux of the cross. So she calls for spiritual counsel, but she does it in a way that I tell people don't do with me as a pastor. 
She said, Helen, I just felt, I had the craziest idea. I felt like the Lord told me to take Jenny some spaghetti. And she said, that not sound right, does it? So her counselor says, no, it doesn't sound right. That's what I thought. Fellow came to me one time and said, Pastor, the, the, I think the Lord's telling me to get a pickup truck. And he doesn't have two nickels to rub together, a new one. He said, I've already prayed. And I said, Lord, I've talked to him. And if the finances go through, I'll consider it a sign. My hands are tied. If I'm trying to teach him to follow Jesus, he's going to have to hit the bumps and all those things too. I'm not the shell answer man. You ask me and I'll pray. And if, you're, if you really want to know, I'll let you know. But if you're telling me you've already decided, it's okay. Maybe you'll disagree, but I found out that you're never going to follow unless you learn to follow. And you're never going to learn how to get back up unless you've fallen down. And I don't want that for anybody. But anyway, back to Jenny. And the spaghetti. Well, she gets over it. And she did. When, when Kathy saw her again, Kathy said, Oh, Jenny, you know, it's the craziest thing. When you were, when you were sick, I just felt like the Lord was telling me to make you spaghetti. <laughs> My wife laughs all the time. If you talk to her in between sentences, she just laughs. Now, I'm doing it fakey. She does it genuine. But that's the way she is. She's the largest. Isn't that crazy? And she laughs. Jenny doesn't laugh. Jenny is straight. She does not laugh. Jenny said, oh, Kathy. Oh, Kathy. I wish you had. See, Jenny's got three little girls. And Jenny's, Jenny's in her bed. She's so sick. She can't do anything. And one of the little girls has got side of the side of the bed pulling on the thing saying, Mama, can't you get up and fix us something to eat? Jenny says, Oh honey, I'm so sick I can't get up. Mama, Mama, can, could you make us some spaghetti? Mama, could you make us some some spaghetti? No, honey, I can't get up and the spaghetti never came. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. It only happens in one way. You got to pass the cross. You got to get over it. You got to get past it. You got to lay down your life. You got to do what you know he wants you to do, even though you're positive it's not what you want to do. I don't know what time it is, but it's probably getting late. I always get tired before the people do. I mean, the people always get tired before I in my life the Lord sent me to India where I got kidnapped I've been to I've been to Mexico I don't countless times mission work I've I've been a youth leader I've been all kinds of things I've been a pastor now now I've got three associate pastors, which is really great for a church of 42. <laughs> we all work cheap. I've cut my salary three times. But of all of it, the title I claim to is servant of the Most High God. 
Maybe you're climbing up. I'm climbing down and putting everything I got and lifting him up. Before I go, I'm with her. I find out when after I get saved, then I realize these wives, some of them have got husbands, and we get together with the husbands. And I remember we read together, we pray together. Every Friday night for a year, we got together. Sometimes we pray till two in the morning. Kids are all racked out on the floor. I mean, we're just having a great time in the Lord. I'm growing like leaps and bounds because God's put it in my heart to obey. If you obey, then He can use you. He can say, okay, you know, if you if, if He throws you a hardball and you don't you don't go down with it and you and you you do what he says he'll he'll use you again and if you if you obey then he'll use you again and and so I've seen him do hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of miracles not because I'm anybody but because when he says pray he doesn't do it because I need to practice it's because he wants to bring life he wants to bring a help he wants to bring healing he wants to bring a hope he wants to turn around finances he wants to turn around a man can I do that no can he do that yeah that's why I get down low and lift him high once she had a lady come she had a lady come to talk to her about Mary Kay oh man I'm headed out the door I don't know what they're going to talk about but I know I don't need it and if they get to giggling I gotta go so I walk as I'm walking out this lady says says, I'm having back trouble. Pray for me. And I said, okay. And I walked out and I, I didn't pray right then. I walked out and I started walking back. And I just, I pray this prayer. It's so pitiful, so short. I said, Jesus, help her. Help her back. Lord, help her back. I go out in the garden. Just minutes later, she comes out there. She's all stirred up. She said, you prayed for me. You, you prayed for me. I'm thinking, did I? I had to think. Finally said, yeah, I mean, sort of. <laughs> she said, right after you walked out, just a moment later, all of a sudden, everything left. And I can, he, he did it. And I'm going, oh, my goodness. How great is God? Now, don't get me wrong. Some prayers are tough. And some seasons of prayer are long. And sometimes it ain't easy. And sometimes you've got to believe. But sometimes it's bada bing, bada boom. Those are my favorite prayers. Bada bing, bada boom. But you know what I think? I'm going to quit preaching and go to meddling. You know what I think maybe the favorite prayers of God maybe are? This is just conjecture. I think maybe the favorite prayers for him are the one that you just pray and pray and you just believe and you believe. You stand against the powers of hell, the powers of darkness. You stand against your own flesh that wants to bail out and, and be done with it. Yet you persevere, you persevere, you persevere. We've got a lady at church. Her daughter went, went, you went the wrong way. She prayed for 14 years. Her daughter doesn't even want to be with her, doesn't want to talk to her, doesn't want to see her brother, doesn't want to see anything. And she's still praying. She's still praying with the same intensity she had in the beginning. And she's never given up. She prays for 14 years. And then God does it. Then God restores the family after 14 years. That was a long 14 years for her, but it was a sweet 14 years for Jesus. 
because he's got somebody that's not going to back up, not going to slack up, not going to crack up, and not going to give up. And every time she's on her knees praying again and again and again, and heavens, I don't know what they're doing. Dancing, I don't know what they're doing. He could have, he could have turned to the devil if it had been time and said, have you considered my servant? He could have called her by name. She's got no bluebirds going over, no answers coming, no people giving her words of knowledge. No, this is just a dry place, 14 years, and she doesn't back up. I got a feeling in heaven, my bada bing, bada bada boom answers. I mean, they're going to be there. But the people who are going to be this, the people who all the saints are going to be rejoicing over are the people that come through the gates and they're smoking over the heat. They're smoking over the battle. They got holes in their garments. They've been fighting the devil. They've been fighting a good fight. They maybe crawled in a bloody nub and got, and all heaven's staring at up. Going, yeah, yeah. We've been in that cloud of witnesses all these years. We know how long you've been. We know when you pray. We're for you. Good going, girl. Good going, guy. I don't know about you. I hope all of my prayers continue to be bada bing, bada boom. But if they're not, and I'm already learning some of them are not, I want to be found at my post. I want to stand in the gap. I want to be the one who doesn't go another way, who doesn't turn back. I want to be the one that doesn't listen to the accuser of the brethren. I want to be the one that doesn't listen to the naysayers and, and all of those things. I want to be that one. I want to be faithful. There's a song, what I don't remember, all I remember is faithful and true, full of wisdom, Something beauty, these things are true of you. And the next part says, And as I lift my face to you, O Lord, I ask and I pray, By the power of your love and grace, Make these things true of me too. Make these things true of me too. My prayer for you. Well, let's just pray, Jesus. You're here. You've been our God. You never left us. You never forsake us. You've never turned away. You've never lost hope. You've never given us over when we could have and maybe should have. But you held on. And Lord, I pray that with every person in this place, I pray, Lord, that you will cause them to walk in faithfulness. I pray, Lord, that they'll walk in the light as you are in the light every day, every moment. I pray they'll be stable, stable and solid. I pray they'll be faithful in the things that other people are not always faithful in. Let them want. Let them be the ones who are here when the doors are open. Let them be the ones who pray unceasingly when the need goes out. Let them be the ones who believe when it's hard to believe. Let them stand in the gap, Lord, and do battle in the heavenlies over the souls of men and the souls of nations. Lord, let it be done. Let it be said of them that wherever they went, 
Your kingdom came and your will was done in the earth. And I'm going to thank you for it. I'm going to thank you for it. Help them to be encouragers to one another. Help them to see the good in the other person. And help them to be vocal about the good that they see in the other person. Help them all to be team builders. Jesus, if anybody's got the spirit of, hey, look at me, I pray, Lord, by your grace, I pray that you just wind it down. Take us low, Lord, that we might lift you high, that we might love you and honor you and serve you. Let it be said of us that each one of us here will live our lives in such a way that in heaven we'll be able to hear it said, well done, good and faithful servant. You've been faithful in the things I've given you, and I know it hadn't been easy, but now enter, enter my rest, my eternal rest. Lord, I want to get to heaven, and I want to see the men that found you in the jail, and I want to find the ones that we prayed for, and I want to see, I, I want those things to be laid up in heaven, Jesus. Right now, we give you everything. We lay down. We say, speak, for your servant heareth. And let us walk in the walk you've called us to walk in. Help us to be the men that we need to be, the women we need to be, the young people we need to be, the lights of the world. I'm asking it for your name's sake and the building of your kingdom. Amen and amen. Thank you. Thank you, Lord.